Welcome to the Shine Online podcast. I'm your host and video content coach, Natasha. And after years of being a social media manager for service providers, coaches, and physical product brands while creating content for my own brand, I realized how important it is to infuse video into your strategy, no matter what surface or platform you decide to use for your brand. This podcast will help you create strategic video content that doesn't take away from your business, but fuels its growth. You'll leave each episode with a simpler way to show up with confidence that isn't reliant on the latest trend or gimmicky hacks, but a sustainable strategy. Ready to go from overwhelmed to confident in your content strategy? It's your time to shine. So today is a very special podcast episode because we are celebrating a huge milestone for the Shine Online podcast. And this episode is actually going to be about the podcast. So we have hit a really big goal as a part of the HubSpot Creators Program. So in this episode, I want to kind of share my advice as someone who has been podcasting for the last few years, what I would give you if you were wanting to grow a show or start a show. Um, I'm also going to give a little recap on how we joined the HubSpot Creators Program, what it entails, and why hitting this 10,000 monthly downloads mark was such a big deal, is such a big deal. And then we are going to kind of go into the strategy of how I grew the podcast to 10,000 monthly downloads with most of that growth being organic, which I am personally really proud of as someone who is an organic marketing lover. So, oh my gosh, let's dive right right on into this episode. So almost three years ago, if I'm doing the math right, if the math is mathing, I decided to start my podcast. And as someone who loves listening to podcasts, it was kind of a great way for me to get back to my journalism roots. I wanted to have the conversations with entrepreneurs and friends and people that I looked up to that were in this online space, that conversations that people weren't having, not like, how did you start your business? How did you grow your business? But like, what actually went into being an entrepreneur and running a business. And that's kind of where our, the roots of the Shine Online podcast started. And that was what it looked like for the, the first few years. And I also just used it as a collaboration tool to grow my network. This is something that I talk a lot about in my mastermind. But if you want to get on podcasts, if you want to get speaking, if you want to be collaborating with other authorities in the industry, you need to have a way to collaborate and create your own stage, create your own platform. And so that was really where the roots of the Shine Online podcast really started. And so at the beginning of 2020, one of my clients, Sonia, who's been on this podcast and also is a part of the program, told me about the HubSpot Creators program and applications that opened for cohort two. So long story short, went through a really lengthy process of applying, submitting information, getting on interviews, even literally right when we got back from our wedding in October, it was like getting on interviews for the program. And long story short, I got accepted to be a part of cohort two. And how the HubSpot Creators Program works is their goal is to invest in emerging creators just like me to really bridge the gap of the top 1% of shows. Because 99% of podcasts never get past this really big goal that I hit, that 10,000 monthly downloads. Sometimes it's because people just 
don't have all the resources to grow a podcast. They don't know how to grow a podcast or they never can maintain a podcast long enough to get that growth. And so how the program essentially works is it's very similar to a venture capital structure. So each show enters the program at a tier that corresponds with its current audience size. And then we essentially have the opportunity to advance through those tiers, which means we get more investment like resources, education and funding to support the show. So we entered at seed, which is like the most basic tier, I guess you could say. And our big goal was to work towards hitting 10,000 monthly downloads. And we did it. We officially did it. And I like... I I am speechless, I guess, which is saying a lot for a podcaster. <laughs> so now let's just get into like how I grew the show. And like I said, most of this is organic growth. I really wanted this first tier for me to focus. Like, how can I just use what I already have and not have to spend a lot of money on ads? I don't think there's anything wrong with ads. And as you'll hear, I did leverage some ads to grow the show, but I wanted to make make sure that I was growing my audience with all the right people, right? The podcast is also a place where I sell my offers and where I get a lot of clients. So I didn't want to just get ears as a part of this podcast. I wanted to get all the right people and I wanted to build a community just like I've been able to on my other platforms like my Instagram. So let's get right on into it. So the first thing, the first place I started when going towards this goal of 10,000 monthly downloads was actually changing the content of the show, which I've already kind of hinted at. So one big change is I've actually leaned a lot more into solo episodes, typically under 20 minutes. Previously, which you can go back and binge all these episodes, they're amazing. I would say like 80% of my content was guests and then I would do an occasional solo episode. But now it's almost been completely flipped where I would say like 80 to 90% of the episodes are solo with me and we're having guests every once in a while, a lot of them actually being clients or very strategic swaps with other podcasters. So with all of that being said, I really think that this has allowed me to go deeper with the value that I've been adding and also be a little bit more specific on what type of content you're going to be getting from this podcast. Instead of it just being business and marketing, you're really focusing on video content for the most part. So that was one big change which I feel like really made a big shift. When we were looking at the insights of the podcast, it was overwhelmingly clear that solo episodes always perform better than guests. Of course, there would be a few guests where whether it was the topic or the guests because they were great at promoting it, that would be an outlier and perform really well. But y'all wanted to hear from me, which is very cool. I love doing it. Another big one, and this is kind of like very obvious if you're in the podcast space, is going up to weekly podcast episodes, so increasing our cadence. Initially, when I started the show, we've always been an every other week podcast. So maybe two podcasts a month. And the reason why I did that is because I believe so strongly that when you're starting a new platform, your goal should be to be consistent and to get into a groove before we try to go weekly or do a cadence that just isn't sustainable. And honestly, that's probably advice that I would give someone that's starting a podcast is don't feel like you need to go weekly if you don't think you have the resources, the time, the capacity to stay up with weekly, because I will be honest and say that it's still tough for me. I love the idea of maybe doing bonus episodes. So 
episodes or like popping in here and there with like maybe two episodes a week, right? But it, it's, it's, it's really hard to stay ahead. So that was another thing that really made a big difference because when we're thinking about metrics for podcasting, if you're not familiar, it's not necessarily like overall engagement or overall insights, right? We're looking at what is the total amount of episode downloads. So people are downloading an episode to listen to it. So when someone subscribed to a show, they automatically download episodes. So having subscribers is really valuable, which is why if you're not already, make sure you're following wherever you're listening to the podcast, but also people just tuning into episodes and finding them and counts as a download. So it's not just including downloads for one episode, it's including downloads for an entire month of episodes. So if you're creating four episodes versus creating eight episodes, you're automatically gonna increase the amount of downloads. And of course, that's not a way to sustainably grow. Like you can't grow a show from 1,000 monthly downloads to 10,000 monthly downloads just by increasing your frequency, right? But it was one of the biggest things that I had to do to really continue to grow the show. And just by doing those two changes, we saw a significant jump in our downloads. I would say they almost tripled if I'm remembering the numbers correctly. So just those changes definitely made a really big impact. But if I would have just stopped there, we definitely would have been on a plateau in terms of growth. One other change that we did in terms of the actual podcast content was doing a series, our first series on the podcast. So the Back to Basics series started during the entire month of May. And I highly recommend binging the entire series. It was so good. Y'all said it was good. I know it was good. <laughs> so I really loved a series. And this is something that one of my favorite podcasts actually do, Balance Black Girl, which is hosted by Les. And I know this is something she's also shared has been a big way that she's grown the show. But any type of content series, whether it's a podcast or literally an Instagram video, like hot tip here, it's really going to help with not only engagement, but retention, right? Someone's going to like listen to one episode and they're going to be a lot more likely to listen to not only the entire series, but to continue to come back and make sure they're following. Right. So you're not just getting one listen from someone. You're getting an entire month of listens and downloads from just one listener, which really helps with growth. And I also feel like it just helps your content be even more valuable, helps things get a little bit more organized. So while I don't think we're going to be a monthly series podcast anytime soon. My goal is to do them quarterly. So our goal is to do one coming up soon all about sales, which I'm very, very excited about content that sells. So that's going to be really fun. So yeah, our goal is to do this as something quarterly. Our goal is also to make these into YouTube videos, which I'll talk about more in our strategy. But that was something like in May, we definitely noticed a big jump in downloads and just overall engagement with the podcast. And I really think it had to do with this series. And I also do think that in the future, if I was to share the podcast or run ads to the podcast or anything like that, this is a really great starting point for people to binge. So I definitely think that could be a really great way to start or revive or kind of reinvigorate to your podcast. So that's where we kind of changed the actual podcast content in terms of promotional content. So what I mean by promo content is where am I shouting from the rooftops that there is a new podcast episode and where was I promoting the podcast? Keeping in mind my biggest audience is my Instagram. I have four 
45,000 followers. And then also my email list, which is at 7,000 subscribers. So here's a few things that I really did to leverage those channels. The first one was doing kind of like voiceover videos where essentially I would take a audio grab from an episode and I would put it behind some stock content like video footage, which you've heard all about on this podcast. And that would be kind of a really creative way to use the audio of an episode as like a teaser or something valuable that can stand on its own, but using it in a way that looks and feels like a reel. And as you can hear with most of this content, that is my biggest tip. This is going to sound harsh, but it, I think it's really true. It's like gone are the days where you can just sit down and post a little graphic or a little carousel about your podcast and call it a day, right? You need to be creating organic content for promoting your podcast. That isn't just like, hey, here's the podcast. Here's a cute audiogram. Like that just doesn't fly anymore. And so with all the promo content strategies I was enlisting, it really was thinking like, okay, these are the types of content that already work for my Instagram video strategy. How can I do this for the podcast? Another thing that I would do is just take teasers from video episodes. So we were also including some of the episodes that we thought would perform well in terms of search on YouTube. And so that was one of the strategies. My goal was to infuse calls to action to the podcast. We have a playlist for the podcast. There's also a section for the podcast over on my YouTube channel. So our goal is that that can eventually be an even stronger source, even though it is a new channel for us. But when I was recording video wise, I would also take that video and turn it into a teaser that would share as a reel, or I would share on stories. And really the key here with any of those kind of like that voiceover where you're taking an audiogram or a teaser style video that you're pulling from a video is you have to pull that best mic drop moment, right? You want it to be able to stand on its own where if someone's not going over the podcast, it will still perform really well, but you also wanna make sure that it gives people a reason to actually go over to your podcast. Another type of video content that I was testing out was actually recap talking to camera videos. Essentially, I would sit down and use my camera and just talk to camera and essentially recap what the episode was about, why they would enjoy it, who it was for, what problem is solved, right? I would build it kind of like any other talking video, but instead of like selling an offer or sharing a freebie, I was talking about my podcast. And those really, really performed well when I wasn't like, hey, new podcast episode, but I really was like, hey, if you struggle to stay ahead of your content, it's not because you're lazy, it's not because you're bad at video, it's because you need to get organized and have the right systems. We have a podcast episode all about that today where I talk about X, Y, and Z. So that's kind of how I would structure those talking to camera recap videos and those really performed well. And then overall, just sharing on stories. I've noticed a big difference when I forget to share on stories and what I do. So my goal is the first 24 hours, those first 12 hours that an episode is live is to share about it on stories with a link sticker and not just introduce it face to camera style or using like a voiceover with like my matcha montage or something like that, but also like sharing a recap or a teaser or what's included in it and things like that. So at least have having two to three slides dedicated to promoting that. And then also having a dedicated weekly email. So every Wednesday, if you want to join my email list, you can get those reminders. I'll leave the details in the show notes. But 
every Wednesday when a new episode goes live, we share it on my email list. And I don't just say, hey, new podcast episode, go listen here. I integrate it and write it like it's any other email. So I like to pull from something that was really helpful from the episode, or I like to give a little bit of value, right? So I'm not just saying, hey, go listen. I'm giving people a reason to listen. That was a tip. You should write that down. (laughs) The last little bit of promo content, and I just started to scratch the surface of this, and I've talked about it on the podcast before, is DM automation. So with a tool like ManyChat, you can essentially set up automations where when people comment a specific word, they get sent a podcast episode. And so for that Back to Basics series, I essentially had that as my call to action of like, hey, do you want to binge this Back to Basics series? Comment B2B and I'll send over the link for you. And with that automation, it would essentially say, hey, like, where do you want to listen to the podcast? And so I would have them the option to listen to YouTube or to send them the smart link for my podcast. And then boom, bam, ready to go. It kind of just expedites the process of them them taking action. So it makes it a lot easier. So that's pretty much that. I want to touch a little bit on those video episodes for YouTube. So what I think is really important here is every video episode of the podcast looks and feels like all the rest of my YouTube videos, but I'm just integrating a call to action for the podcast and adding in visual examples, right? So like I said, YouTube's still a new and growing channel for us. So I don't think that's one of the biggest ways that it's grown, but with the searchable and kind of evergreen nature of how YouTube works, I know it will continue to be a very valuable way that the show will grow beyond just the immediate. So it's a long game. It's a long game. Okay. Other things that helped grow the show. So one of the biggest things is guests and guesting. As I've already mentioned, we really dialed down on guests and we haven't had a ton. But the times that I have been a guest on other podcasts, I've now been a lot more intentional of making sure I'm integrating calls to action for my podcast throughout the episode and not just at the end, right? So if I'm talking about on the po- something on the podcast that I know that I've talked about on my podcast, like in an interview, I'm like, hey, like, I also dive a little deeper into this on my own podcast. You can look for episode 81 and it'll dive deeper into that, right? So that's a really great way because podcast listeners are so much more likely to listen to podcasts versus you having to like try and convert someone that just isn't a podcast listener to begin with. So that has definitely been a really helpful thing. I've admittedly really dialed back on doing a lot of guesting because of my capacity in this season, but I definitely think that's been really helpful. Also as a part of the HubSpot Creators program, we get ad swaps and mentions. So you've probably heard them on this podcast where I'm recommending other shows in the network, but that also means my show is getting recommended on other shows in the network. So I remember for when I was having my ad mentions for Amy Porterfield's podcast, and I think literally the month after was Jenna Kutcher's podcast. Those are obviously really big podcasts, but they're very specific and related to what I do on the podcast. So I remember literally getting like a DM a day, like found you from Amy 
loving the podcast. So I definitely think that those internal network swaps when it was with a show that was very similar to me with an audience that was similar to mine, that those helped a lot. So that's kind of one of the benefits of this program was being able to be mentioned on other podcasts and really leverage those network opportunities. And those are the types of things that like you would not be able to leverage if you weren't in a program like that. So that was definitely invaluable. That is it in terms of organic. I'm trying to think if I remember, like, am I forgot anything, but that really was it. So when I tell you, we really kept it simple and I just focused on great content. Like if we're being honest, right? And then in terms of some paid things, I did do two types of paid strategies. So one was in partnership with Cubicle to CEO Ellen. We did a swap together on her podcast. We also have had a few ads run on her podcast where Ellen promotes the podcast as a part of her ad strategy. I also have done a few email mentions with her. So I've really been collaborating with paid opportunities in her community because I know her community is all the right people I want in my community. And so that's been something that we've been leveraging. Another thing that I've been leveraging in terms of ads was I use a tool called Mopod. So for the last month that we were kind of working towards that seed a goal, I wanted to make sure that like we made it. I was like, I don't want to have any ifs, ands, or buts. We're making it to seed A. And so for a little extra assurance, I put some money towards ads with Mopod. So essentially they kind of create targeted ads and help you target specific listeners and create like a landing page for it and all that jazz. There's a lot of different tools that you can use for this. I know Overcast is another one, but that was the one that was like the easiest to set up in kind of a time crutch because I was like out of office and needed my team to kind of just handle it for me. And so I think I paid a little under $2,000 to get, I think it was around 1,500 downloads. And it was very effective, right? Like they guarantee you get those downloads. So we were soaring, flying, we were able to easily have our biggest download month with the help of that. But pending is the retention of all those new listeners, right? So those are the paid strategies that we've had. So I'd say it's only been a few thousand dollars between both opportunities, but have definitely been helpful in an overall growth. So, oh, oh my gosh, that is it. That is kind of the recap. In terms of how we're gonna get to the 50,000 monthly downloads, um, pending, <laughs> we'll definitely let you know. I know a few strategies that I really didn't have the capacity to do more of that I want to do more of is more press mentions. I also would like to do more guesting on other podcasts and kind of going back to shows that I've already been on, relationships I already have, and people that I know would have people that are already great listeners for this show. So that's definitely something I'd like to do more of. So if you're listening to this and want to have me on your podcast, just email hello at shinewithnatasha.com and we can chat about it. Another thing that I would love to do is leverage TikTok. I have an entire strategy and idea for TikTok on how I can use that to grow the podcast because I think it's a great growth channel, but capacity, right? I just... I'm waiting for the time that I have the capacity to do that. So definitely we'll keep you posted. And ads, right? Um, I know that I'm definitely gonna be required to sit down and figure out an ad strategy that feels good and makes sense for the podcast and makes sense for kind of my philosophy on using paid because I always wanted to complement 
are organic. I don't want it to be the only way we're growing, right? So yeah, I don't know if it'll be social media ads, podcast ads, but there really are a lot of options there. And I definitely would like to do a giveaway. That's a fun thing I would like to do for podcast growth. And really just thinking of ways that I can make the content better, right? I think when you love an episode and you share it with someone, that is one of the best ways for us to grow. So I'm just constantly thinking of more ways I can improve the podcast. So more ideas to come. But I wanted to kind of end off this episode Episode. I know it's been a lot. It's been a lot, lot. I had a lot to share. <laughs> but I wanted to end off this episode by sharing my advice if I were to start the podcast from scratch. Like, let's not even talk about the 10,000 monthly downloads. If you just are like, oh, I think I want to start a podcast, which I honestly recommend to everyone. I think it's such an amazing channel that's totally different than social media. And I love podcasting. I love it. Okay, so these are a few of my tips. The first would be to start with what you can maintain consistently. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, most shows don't make it. And this is why, because they try to do weekly or two times a week and they don't have the resources or the capacity and the workflow to actually maintain that. So start with once a month, every other month, start with seasons where you drop a certain amount of episodes at a time. Like what can you maintain and do it well versus trying to stretch yourself thin? Focus on quality content in terms of the guests you're having, in terms of the promotional content you're creating, in terms of like engaging with your audience. Podcasting is different because it's not like social media where you can like see and connect with the people that you're creating content for. But I I do think that when you have good content, you're more likely to grow your show. And also don't be afraid to include video in your process. Shocker. Like, is this, is this surprising? <laughs> but I think there's so many ways to record video content while you're podcasting so you can use it for promotional content. I think it just makes a podcast so much more dynamic. You don't need a fancy camera. You can just set up your phone and press record when you know you're having a great part of your outline that you want to say or something like that, right? We also switched to the tool Riverside and I found with Riverside that the video quality quality is honestly fire. Like if you have a great webcam or something like that, like the video quality is actually really, really good. So don't use something like Zoom where the video quality is trash. Another one is using podcast guests and If this makes sense for your show model, like definitely lean into guesting and collaboration, especially with people that you know are going to not only share the episode, but that also have their own podcasts. But also make sure that you are going on podcasts and talking about your podcast and not just sharing it at the end, right? Giving those specific episodes and mentioning it throughout. One last tip is don't focus on your production being perfect. I really think the only thing you need is like a recording studio, which you honestly don't need, but it's a great tool that makes the process so much easier. I love my Yeti mic. I've had it for years and it definitely makes the audio quality crispy crisp. And then I love using my Sony camera when filming my video episodes and teaser episodes. And it's really easy to hook it up. I just have a cord that hooks my audio and makes it the audio source to my camera. So it's a lot easier than maybe you think. So I'll link my Amazon storefront in the show notes if you're interested in the tool 
tools that I use. But overall, like make sure you're integrated into podcasting. So you listen and learn of like, what are the themes of the shows that I'm really enjoying in the podcast that are really successful and the content that's really great? And what are the interviews that I'm like literally leaving and thinking are really boring or the things that I think could be better, right? Or the maybe where there's an opportunity, right? To be creative with your format or your delivery. There is so many ways to leverage a podcast for your business and for your brand as a part of your content. And I cannot recommend it enough. So anyway, I want to thank you for being a listener of the show. Literally without you, we would not have been able to hit such a big milestone as reaching 10,000 monthly downloads. And we will definitely not be able to reach it, that 50,000 mark, if we don't have your support. So if you're like, hey, I want to support you, girl. I got you. Leave a review. Share an episode with a friend. Share it with your community. And make sure that you're following. Like, that's the easiest one. Make sure you're following so you don't miss an episode. (laughs) We're actually getting very, very, very close to our 100th podcast episode. Um, excuse me, what? So I have an exciting idea up my sleeves. I want us to do an episode where you're a part of it. So I'm going to leave a form in the show notes where you can submit your question or what you want coaching on. Literally submit it via a voice note, via a voice note. And it might just be a part of our 100th podcast episode. So I cannot wait to hear from y'all. Make sure you go submit that form. Go submit the form. Put your little audiogram in. You don't need to be looking or sounding a certain way. Just ask. (laughs) Just ask it. And I can't wait to celebrate. I can't wait to celebrate. So Anyway, if you're still listening, definitely let me know if there's anything you want to see more of on the podcast, anything you really, really love on the podcast so I can keep it in mind as I start strategizing for our seed A momentum, our seed A plan. But thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you in next week's. Thank you so much for tuning into the Shine Online podcast. I hope this episode has helped you find a simpler way to show up consistently on video. If you loved what you heard, please share this episode with a business owner you know who is struggling with content and video in their business. Or connect on Instagram at Shine with Natasha by taking a screenshot and sharing your biggest takeaway. See you in the next episode.